0: Hello and good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are, you're doing amazing. We've got an absolutely incredible episode of the show for you today. We have Jeff Chilton on and we are talking about the power of mushrooms for health, vitality and consciousness. We go into a little bit of psychedelics. We basically give you everything you need to know about the topic of mushrooms. So we talk about putting mushrooms in your diet, diet supplements, reishi mushrooms, lion's mane, understanding neutral. Uh cordyceps, myceliums. Uh, if you're going to go into psychedelic mushrooms, you know, navigating bad trips, why you might want to do that psychedelic-assisted therapy. We talk about breaking the mental model do- uh, dosages. We go into the work of Aldous Hux- Huxley, microdosing, Terence McKenna how many mushrooms you should take, how to put them in your diet, uh, so much more. So this is a phenomenal episode. I know that you're gonna enjoy it, and if you do, please take a moment to leave a review in iTunes. Consider becoming a patron by uh, joining the membership at MattBelair.com. You may know that Patreon got deleted a long time ago, so you can go to MattBelair.com, sign up for the membership where you're gonna get access to the Soul Compass course for free. You're also gonna get some exclusive content in the members area as well, and you can support for whatever denomination you want, a dollar, three bucks, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you want to support the show and keep it going would be amazing. Um, For those of you guys who want to go a step further outside of the Soul Compass course and you want some one-on-one coaching to help you live your life purpose, know your life path, you want consulting, you want support, you want coaching, accountability on knowing your life path, peak performance, and achieving your highest potential, reach out mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. I'd love to hear from you, support you, and help you how I can. And the best way to support the show as always is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today so that's it guys thank you so much for listening i appreciate you very much Um, let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into the show wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with joy peace faith contentment courage power and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with Jeff Chilton. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest studied ethnomycology at the University of Washington in the late 60s and in 1973 began a 10-year career as a large-scale commercial mushroom grower. He is the co-author of The Mushroom Cultivator. In 1989, he established Namex, the first company to supply medicinal mushroom extracts to the nutritional supplement industry. He is a founding member of the World Society for Mushroom Biology and Mushroom Products. Welcome to the show, Jeff
1: Chilton. Matt, thanks for having me. Great to be here and talk to you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about this. We were chatting before. We both realized that we are Canadian. Uh, we started to dive down the mushroom rabbit hole, so so we didn't get too far. We just started the broadcast. But uh, you're, you've been in this mushroom game for a long time. Uh, we're going to explore the health benefits and maybe get into some psychedelic talk and everything mushrooms. So why don't you just start us off with a little bit about your background, your history, and how you got to uh, doing the work you are today?
1: Well, you know, I actually grew up in, um, Seattle and look, as you know, I mean, the Pacific Northwest is just like rain. And, uh, what that means is in the fall, we have an amazing mushroom season. I mean, one of the best places in the world for wild mushrooms. So I grew up with mushrooms all around me. And, and, um, when I went to university, I studied, um, mycology, which is the the study of fungi, but my main um, field of study was anthropology. And so I put the two together and I studied the use of mushrooms by different cultures for food, for medicine, and in shamanism. Now, um, after I got out of university, what do you do with a degree in anthropology? Not a whole lot. (laughs) Not a lot of jobs waiting for me. So I thought, well, I'd love to learn how to grow mushrooms. And and look, one of the things you have to remember, too, I was in university during the 60s and um, psychoactive mushrooms, LSD, lots of these types of um, plants and substances were around. And so we were doing a lot of experimentation. But in 1973, I started at a large mushroom farm in Washington State. I was there for the next 10 years, and I was literally living with mushrooms. We were growing 2 million pounds of agaricus mushrooms per year. And not only that, we had a Japanese scientist there who was growing three other species, oyster mushrooms, enoki mushrooms, and shiitake mushrooms. So... I, I was basically living with mushrooms for those ten years, and there was so much going on with wild mushrooms, including psilocybe species during the seventies. So it was really an awesome time to be for me, and what I was doing at the time.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. Well, so then well, you... I will.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, please, I, I,
0: I would just listen, and I was waiting for you to continue. Because, uh, well, you, let me just, yeah, because so yeah, I
1: keep, keep going. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, look, the, um, in um, 1989, uh, well, well, first of all, in 1983, I, I co-authored a book called The Mushroom Cultivator, and that book was all about, it's a practical guide to growing mushrooms at home, and, and that book uh, uh, still sells 5,000 copies a year today Think about that. That's 40 years later. It's still selling. Um, In 1989, I started my company, Namex, which we produce mushroom extract powders that we sell to the supplement industry. And today, you know, at a time when, you know, back in 1989, nobody in the supplement industry knew anything about mushrooms. In fact, people, okay, they had a complete line of herbal products, right? but mushrooms as a supplement, what? Well, so I spent the 90s educating people about the benefits of medicinal mushrooms because they'd been used in China for thousands of years as part of their traditional Chinese medicine. So uh, a long period of education there, building the company all through the 90s. And, and, you know, it's so interesting because in 1983, when I went to the mushroom farm, classical nutritionists actually thought that mushrooms had no food value. Well, wait a minute. Why did they say that? Because they're low in calories. So low in calories, you have no calories. It's like, okay, why are we eating these things? They have no calorie. Well, lots of reasons why we should eat mushrooms. I mean, it's a fabulous food, uh, good protein, especially if you're a a vegetarian, Um, high in carbohydrates which are slow acting carbohydrates there's no starch in mushrooms which is sort of why there's a low calorie count there they have carbohydrates um, one called manitol, another one called a beta glucan and that's one of the things that we focus on in the functional mushroom space is this beta glucan because what you learn is not only do they have really good nutritional values but the medicinal values are based around this compound called the beta-glucan and that that is part of the cell wall of the mushroom and it's part of the fiber so when you're eating mushrooms you're getting not just good nutrition but also you're getting nutritional you're getting a functional benefits but we go one step further and we take the mushroom we extract it down into a a powder and then that's what we sell to other companies And they put it out in capsules and bottles and put it into the supplement industry. So it's a great food, or you can use it as a supplement. And the company now has gone from a point where, okay, what are these things to where, you know, today, Matt, look, all of a sudden, mushrooms are the thing, right? And they're just trending so much. But, you know, who would have thought? It took years to educate you know and it's kind of like well where did this come from (laughs) well it's been around for a long time and in a sense it's finally caught up to what i've been doing for the last 40 years
0: wow well that must have been such a ride and to try to educate the public on these benefits wait such a long (laughs) time and now to see it trending i imagine there's some satisfaction to that so it's nice to see the reward being in the game for a long time And as we started the show, I shared with you, I don't know very much about mushrooms. I just know that many people have told me that mushrooms are amazing. You know, you take this mushroom and take it. And I was like, so for you and maybe my audience, so my apologies if I don't know anything, what are your like five to 10 best mushrooms and what do you use them for? And how do we start integrating them? I want like the mushroom protocol of like, okay, I want a mushroom tea, and it's going to give me the health benefit, or I want the one I just told you, I got a, a mix of a variety of mushrooms, and that's supposed to help with brain function. And so my challenge was, how do I begin to integrate these into my diet? And maybe as you share that, you can talk about some of the benefits, which I know there are many.
1: Well, well yeah. And, and look, the primary benefits of mushrooms are they help to um, modulate or enhance our immunity, and that is the real key. It's not you really have to remember about mushrooms. You know, you know how you could uh, let's say you've got a headache today, and you go, "Oh God, I'll just take an aspirin or an ibu or something, and that'll take care of it." That's not how mushrooms work. So if somebody says, "Oh yeah, I just started today or yesterday, and I took this mushroom tea or something today, I feel like wonderful." Look, mushrooms. Take time to work. You have to. You have to put them into your um, health program, uh, whether it's a supplement. One of the things I always tell people is put mushrooms into your diet. Do you do eat mushrooms at all? Uh,
0: No, in my food, very rarely, maybe on some pizza. Dude,
1: come on! (laughs) What do I have to tell you? (laughs) You got to tell me how right now, and I'll do it. (laughs) They are a fabulous food, and look, if, if you go down into some of your natural food stores. You will probably find shiitake mushrooms. Uh, maybe even in the local supermarkets, you'll find shiitake mushrooms. Fabulous food, wonderful flavor, but also has some additional benefits. And in fact, any, most of the mushrooms that are on the market, whether it's the agaricus, which is the button mushroom, or the shiitake, or a maitake, or a lion's mane, man... Get them into your diet. They're so versatile. You can put them in anything. The key, though, and this is something where, you know, in terms of eating mushrooms and stuff like that, it's very important that they're cooked right. And what that means is you put them into a hot pan. Um, and you I like to brown them in that hot pan. Put Whatever oil you like, if you put them into a pan that's not hot enough, what happens is all the water comes out. They're sitting in a puddle of water in your fry pan. And then and then your kids say, Oh man, I hate those mushrooms. They're so soggy and slimy. It's like, no, those were not cooked properly. Cook them properly. And then you can you can put them in whether it's a a stir fry that you're making or eggs, or I just eat them plain as well, or I eat them, I'm a meat eater, I'll I'll put them with a, a piece of beef or anything like that, versatile, but you've got a good choice today that we didn't have uh, years ago. I mean, the button mushroom pretty much was the main mushroom that was grown for for such a long time before these other, what we call specialty mushrooms worked their way into the market and the flavors there are amazing. So number one, put mushrooms into your diet. Uh, if you want to supplement, okay, that's good. And again, the key thing is, is they are going to help you. They're going to what we say, potentiate your immunity. And, and look, it's so funny because a lot of people up until the last few years went like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm healthy, you know, and my immune system's good." And then COVID comes along, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, immunity becomes a real major um idea out there oh shit am i immune to this or not a- am i going to hold up to this or not so so uh, potentiating your immune system with mushrooms is is something that everybody should get on board with and essentially um let's just start with let's say the reishi mushroom
0: you ever seen a reishi mushroom oh is it i think so well,
1: well reishi all, well-
0: Sorry, all uh, this isn't matter. All the yeah, things yeah. I see, so many people like uh, David Avocado Wolf. They'll they always post the mushrooms and what they look like and the lion's mane. I'm like, so it's in my subconscious somewhere. And my question always, as you're answering, is like, well, how do I begin to eat these things? I'm not going person that's eating it off the tree.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and and, and look, right behind me, I'm I'm sort of sitting in a reishi mushroom greenhouse. Those are reishi mushrooms, and it's a beautiful mushroom, but it's not a mushroom you eat because it is hard as wood when you dry it out. So traditionally with the reishi mushroom, they'll chop it up and make a tea out of it. Um, So it's one of the few, there's a couple of them, reishi mushroom or turkey tail, where you don't actually eat them. They're not an edible per se. You make a tea from them. Reishi is one of the primary mushrooms that you should consider for overall immunity. It's got, not only does it have these beta-glucans in them, but it also has compounds called triterpenoids. And the thing with reishi mushroom is it's very bitter. So if you were to drink it in a tea, you'd go, oh my God, that's terrible. (laughs) That's why probably with a reishi, you'd want to get capsules or something like that. But that's one of the top mushrooms to potentiate our immune system. And and what that actually means is that these beta glucans, we have receptors in our small intestine, and the beta glucans come down, they they hit those receptors, and that will stimulate the production of cytokines, which are immune cells. And and they will help us deal with any type of um, microbial uh, illness that comes along or, or other. So that's the key thing to remember about functional mushrooms is they're going to help us, uh, when it comes to, you know, you just think, oh, yeah, here comes the cold and flu season. Uh, oh no, I mean, I never even think about that at all. I don't think I've had a flu or a cold for 10 years or, or longer. It just, I just don't, you know, not since I stopped smoking tobacco, When I was smoking cigarettes 20 years ago, every year I'd have a couple of colds and I'd get the flu or something like that. I stopped tobacco and then, you know, got much healthier that way. And certainly the mushrooms are helping me maintain my immune system. So I I don't think about flus or anything like that. I mean, I I really don't. It's just like, so Reishi, number one. Uh, You've heard of lion's mane. You were talking about the fact of lion's mane.
0: I've got a little uh, essential oil of lion's mane. I always forget to take it, but uh, yeah, my buddy, Dr. Nick, who does some wild and amazing essential oils, it's like you got to have the lion's mane, right? Another one of the guys (laughs) is talking about the mushrooms. So yeah, please continue.
1: (laughs) Well, lion's mane is interesting because it it has compounds in it that will stimulate what's called nerve growth factor. Mm. And nerve growth factor... Helps us uh, to—it's something that we produce, and it will stimulate our neuron growth and help to organize our neurons. And so, as we get older, we tend to produce less of this nerve growth factor. So, lion's mane helps to maintain the production of this nerve growth factor, and that's really good for us in terms of of memory and just overall. uh, function, mind function. And, and look, you don't know it yet, but as you get older, your memory starts to go away <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit, what was that? what was your name again? I, I, I kind of forgot, you know? So, so that everybody, and that, that's why lion's made is so popular because it's what's considered a nootropic and, you know, nootropics are the big sort of catchword these days in a sense. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what can I do to enhance my um <clears throat> my um health and what can i do to enhance my uh basic ability to function in this world so for those who um,
0: if for those who don't know could you explain to them what a nootropic is
1: well uh, a nootropic basically refers to anything that uh, enhances our abilities in some way i mean uh, a nootropic could be uh, coffee okay, yeah, I'm drinking coffee, and oh, man, it stimulates me. My mind is really active now. So anything like that, and a lot of people look at nootropics as sort of like uh, body hacking or hacking the the you know, our organism. I mean, Dave Asprey in Bulletproof does a lot of, you know, talks a lot about biohacking and that kind of thing. So in a sense, it's a way to stimulate our body to react better to our environment and, and what's going on. That's, that's a nootropic. And and so it's a big category. Now, nootropics can be a lot of different things. I like to think of them and and from the prospect of a, uh, of a natural product, because that's what I'm producing and offering as a natural product. It's a actual mushroom. And we take that. And what we do is we will, we will, um, Process that by a hot water extraction. So what that means is is just like think about um, making a soup, and you throw a bunch of stuff into a soup, and you kind of simmer it for hours, and then at a certain point you go, okay, I'm going to pour off that liquid because that's the extract, and then you, that's what you're going to drink. and And in some cases you'll leave the fiber behind. Other cases you might hold on to the fiber, like let's say you're you're uh, putting, uh, chunks of meat in the soup and the flavor comes out in the soup, but you still eat the meat that's in there. So, so, um, that's how we extract our mushrooms, but we take that fluid and we will, we will evaporate the liquid down until it's a very thick kind of, um, um, thick, almost syrupy, and we'll send it off to what's called a spray dryer. And it comes out as a fine powder. And that's what what we sell. We f- sell fine powder. We don't sell liquids. We don't deal with liquid extracts or anything. We sell the fine powder, which is good for, um, you can take it in. You know, a lot of people like to do a smoothie every day. Take that and put it into a smoothie or, or take it in a capsule or something like that. But lion's mane, good for brain function.
0: And Cordyceps, take- yep. Yeah. Oh sorry. sorry to cut you off, but, so how do I get the, do I get the lion's mane in my diet through a supplement is the easiest way?
1: Well, unless you have fresh lion's mane in your local market. If you go to Vancouver, you can get fresh lion's mane, but where you are probably not. Um unless unless you have a natural food store and they're shipping it in from, you know, growers in the low, in the Fraser Valley or maybe in Alberta there's some growers. So so for you, probably the best way would to get it in supplement form. I and mean, you can usually buy that either as a bulk powder, like in a pouch mm. or in capsules. It has a has a good flavor. Um, so pouch of it would be, you know, cool to to do it. And I don't know whether you do a smoothie and do all the alchemy of of uh, you know, a daily smoothie. I know a lot of people do. So that's certainly one way. Um, have you ever heard of cordyceps? I have, yes.
0: But don't oh, know man. all the the amazing stuff you're about to tell us. Oh well, dude, you know What's <laughs> I you just know what, you know like cool is <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, you know what's cool about cordyceps? Cordyceps actually, uh, it's called caterpillar fungus. <laughs> so it grows in Tibet, and it, and what happens is this caterpillar uh, winter's coming along. The caterpillar will will actually hibernate, and it goes down into the ground a couple inches, and then while it's down there in the ground over the winter time, these spores of cordyceps Will germinate and they will uh get into this caterpillar and consume it. So, so basically the whole inside of the caterpillar has been consumed by this fungus. And then in the the summer, early summer, up comes the little cordyceps mushroom. And it's like a blade of grass. It's not like a normal mushroom. So they call it winter worm, summer grass. Now that's the traditional cordyceps. And, and if I go to you and say, hey. Matt, you want some cordyceps? And you look at it and you go, damn, man, that's a caterpillar. I'm not going to eat that, <laughs> right? So that's not what gets sold in our markets. It does get sold in, the, in Asia. We grow that. So we grow the cordyceps and it's only the mushroom part of it. Again, which is just a really cool little blade of grass. We grow that, no insects involved. And it's uh, it's just a different species of cordyceps, but it has all of the same benefits. And cordyceps has traditionally been used for uh, fatigue. Um, hmm. you, maybe you're ill and, and you just can't get out of it. You're kind of trying to get over it, but you just can't. And that's where they would give people cordyceps in traditional Chinese medicine. So fatigue, sometimes they're used for high altitude. Uh, you know, you get up in high altitudes, you need something to kind of help you Uh, process the oxygen. So that's another. So cordyceps these days seems to be used by a lot of companies that are putting out athletic type products for people that, um, you know, if you're a high level athlete in whatever sport and you want to sort of have that extra bit of help, then cordyceps seems to be where they're using it these days. Um, Another mushroom that's really cool, ever, ever heard of chaga?
0: I have heard of chaga. Yes. And that's the Chaga one, probably. That's sorry. the one you get to do a drink that everyone's like the chaga drink.
1: Well, you do because chaga grows in your area and it grows off the side of birch trees. And it doesn't look like a mushroom. What it looks like, it just looks like this black, gnarly kind of knob. It comes mm. off the side of the tree and and you're just like holy shit what the hell is this thing <laughs> so <laughs> so chaga you, and you can't grow it you can't grow chaga you can only wildcraft it oh. so chaga uh, and it has been used for hundreds of years in in uh siberia and and eastern europe and things uh, and again you would make a tea out of it or what we do is we We collect it and we make an extract out of the chaga. But um, chaga has been used for um, immunological effects as well as for uh, stomach issues. That's something where it's been used for. You you know, maybe if you've been out there, one of the things that happens is, you know how sometimes uh, an herb will blow up and the next thing you know, it's like, oh, man, this herb can do everything. There's nothing it can't do. And if you go out there and look at some of the chaga websites, they'll call it "oh, this is the king of mushrooms." Oh, it does everything, and it's just like "oh shit, help me out here." You know, it's like when I when I see that, I'm just like, "God, stop it!" You know, no, chaga is not the king of mushrooms, and no, it can't do everything, but it it is a good mushroom for things like I always tell people if you have digestive issues or or uh, stomach issues of some sort, give chaga a try. Maybe if you've got irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's disease or something, try chaga out. It might it might be a benefit for you because that's a traditional use of chaga. So that's, that's where chaga fits in for me in terms of what I think people should be using it for. And right now, those four mushrooms are the top sellers for us are chaga, uh, cordyceps, reishi and lion's mane and lion's mane is kind of number one right now, just because people are so into this idea of anything that can enhance. I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, take these mushrooms in a regular way. And the way I look at it too, in terms of taking them as supplements, look, if you're taking certain supplements, for example, if you're taking vitamin D, It's not like, oh, I'll take it for a week or two and see what it does or anything. And you're going, well, I can't feel that vitamin D. Is it really working or not? Well, that's what's going to happen with a lot of supplements. You're going to be like, is it working or isn't it working? Well, I'm taking vitamin D. I'm taking vitamin C. Well, what you're doing is you're just ensuring that you're getting it because you could say, I get that out of my diet or I'm in the sun enough where I get enough vitamin D. Well, Vitamin D for example has proven to be so important that it's something that we should all be taking regularly. It is a super important vitamin. And and look it was it proved during the last 3 years of COVID, it proved that people who were having issues, the majority of them were deficient in vitamin D. So uh, so I guess what I'm saying with mushrooms is you have to put them into your diet, supplement with them. Um, don't expect to see, you know, the world change in the next week. It's going to be something that you'll go over a period of time, uh, given that you've got other things like a good diet and you exercise, you should have an overall better health and, and, and be able to say, oh, gee. I haven't gotten many colds this year or I didn't get the flu or something like that because they are antiviral. So those are the kind of things that you have to think about when you're taking a supplement or even putting mushrooms into your diet. Although I think putting mushrooms, I I call mushrooms, the forgotten food. Um, It's like the missing dietary link. You know, we, you need to put mushrooms into your diet. But again, if you're supplementing or putting them, into your diet. This is something you just have to do in a regular way and make it part of your regimen, just like you would take vitamin D or vitamin C or something like that. That's what you do. And over time you can say, oh, they seem to be helping or not. And then you can decide whether you wanna continue supplementing or not. But whether you do uh, carry on supplementing, you should definitely get them into your diet because there's been a lot of interesting studies out there in Asia that have shown people who eat mushrooms live longer, so I look at them in a way as kind of a longevity food, and that's one of the things that I think we really lack in North America is putting mushrooms in the diet. We don't eat anywhere close to what they're eating out in in Asia. I mean, not at all. So this is an area where we could see a lot of improvement.
0: That was amazing. I love that summary. It's very helpful for me. And so, if I'm understanding you, if I want to integrate these into my diet, I'm going to just start cooking with mushrooms more, which I like. So I can do it my breakfast. There's a lot of other things I could add mushrooms to. And you're saying those button mushrooms are are still really good because I feel like when you get into all these fancy ones, the reishi, like the little button ones or whatever, like they're not good enough. So uh, those are good enough. They're no, the button mushrooms more are more. are good.
1: Okay, Absolutely <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I still I still eat them. And look, I, I spent 10 years on a farm where we were growing millions of pounds of those things. I had them right there. I was living with them. Uh, I, we also grew some of the others. But so I have ate a lot. I never got tired of them. I still like them. I'll, I'll eat them as well as the others.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good great. Mushroom. So, and then, and then, so if we will have, let's say you're going to recommend a daily protocol, because th- this is what I like for <laughs> myself is just creating systems where I can easily integrate the information or the food or the training or the habit. Right. So if I've just got the other ones and supplements and then maybe, okay. So to define it for the audience, it might be a little bit more clear cook with whatever mushroom you want, have a reishi lines, main and cordyceps supplement and then chaga mushrooms.
1: And then well, I'll tell to you what, daily. Um, what, um, what I would say, tea, sorry. Well, uh, well, you know, what I would say there, there are a couple ways of doing it. One of which is, um, you could pick one particular mushroom for one part of your life. Let's say you, you're, uh, um, really into strenuous exercise or something. Maybe that means you'd want to uh, work with cordyceps, uh, mm-hmm. or if you wanted just one, product that you could say okay this is gonna help my immune system cope um we actually have a product that has five different mushrooms in it and we call it the um five defenders and or and it's kind of like an immune complex that would be another way to go it's one of our more popular products we we, we have a look my business is based around selling mushroom extract powders to other companies, so lots of companies out there utilize our products. Um, we also have a retail line but it's only sold online. I mean you can get it on Amazon or iHerb or places like that. But it has we have this one product that has five different mushrooms. And look, <clears throat> be careful because a lot of companies will go, "Oh, you got five mushrooms in your product? Well, I'm going to I'm going to make a product with 10 mushrooms." And then someone else says, "Wait a second. I've got one with 16 mushrooms in it. And then someone else goes, "Ah, mine's got 20. That's just the worst possible thing. Because every time you put one of these, let's just call it lesser species, all that does is lower the amount of the really good species that you're looking for. So I always say, look, if you're going to do a composite product or buy something like that, Five should be the max. Beyond that, you're just lessening the effectiveness of that product. And and look, this may be a good time to just discuss what's out there in the mushroom world in terms of product and product quality. And this, Matt, man, I don't, this is so important. And your listeners really need to pay attention to this. There are products in the marketplace that are being sold as mushroom that are not mushroom. And what's happening is, is, first of all, just to explain this thing that we call a mushroom a little more, um, mushrooms don't have seeds. Well, how the hell do you grow a mushroom if you don't have a seed? Jesus, you know, it's like, this is odd. Well, mushrooms have spores. Um those spores in nature, they're out they're out there and everywhere in nature. When conditions are right, that spore will germinate into a very fine filament and that filament's called a hypha and when multiple of these filaments come together, they'll create a network and that network is called mycelium. That's Star
0: the, Trek, that was the whole premise of one of the newer, so I don't know if it's new yeah. now, but they're just like the yeah. mycelium network, which that's makes right. you think like when you eat like the, well, the, I don't want to divert the conversation to the psychedelics, but that's kind of like what you feel when you take magic mushrooms is that you're connected to everything. So maybe, Yeah, yeah, no, and-
1: no, that's absolutely right, and, and we should talk about that, but let me just finish this particular subject because it's so important, but that mycelium is actually the body of the organism. So I think of mycelium kind of like as the tree. So the mycelium, we normally don't see it because it's underground uh, or it's embedded in a piece of wood, but that's the body of this organism and it's it's basically consuming organic matter, breaking it down, building up its reserves of energy and when the fall comes around, up comes a mushroom. Um, And that mushroom goes through a number of stages. The the cap expands. Underneath the cap are gills. Those gills produce spores. Now uh, those spores get off on wind currents. Now we have basically a completion of this life cycle. So think about it this way. Um, This organism that we call a mushroom has three different parts to it. It has a spore. It has this mycelium. And it has a mushroom. And this is really important when you buy a supplement, because when you buy a supplement, they have to tell you what plant part is in that supplement. Is it the root? Is it the leaf? Um, Is it the fruit, the flower? That's so important for any supplement because the actual medicinal compounds will vary depending on what part of that plant they're in. And it's the same with this organism that we call a mushroom. Now, what happens is that some companies um, will grow this mycelium on sterilized grain. And when that grain has been completely covered with mycelium, they will take it, they will put it out on drying racks, they'll dry it, and they'll grind it to a powder. There's no mushrooms involved. It's just this mycelium on grain so then they will sell it as a mushroom the grain hasn't been taken away at all the grain is still a major part of the product and so when you test these products which is one of the things that we do is we do a lot of testing it turns out they're mostly starch from the grain
0: Hmm.
1: very little mycelium there but yet these companies will say this is mushroom and they'll sell it as mushroom. And in many cases, they won't even tell you that the grain is part of the product. So what you end up buying is mostly grain starch. Hmm. So when you are buying a mushroom product and you're looking at the label and there's the picture of the mushroom and it says reishi mushroom, cordyceps mushroom, turn it over, look at the facts panel, supplement facts. It should say, mushroom, uh, but if it says mycelium, then chances are this is what you have. You have this product where it's mycelium growing on a grain. The honest companies in the other ingredients will actually say myceliated brown rice or myceliated oats or something like that. You need to avoid those products because what you're mostly getting is grain starch. And other companies won't even do that. They won't even reveal the fact that it's this mycelium produced on grain and you're getting mostly starch. One of the things you can always do is just empty out the capsule and taste it. It tastes like flour. There's no real taste to it. If you got a reishi Product manufactured that way, it's not bitter at all. So, so this is a huge issue because eighty percent, or not 50 percent, of the products in the market are this particular product, and it's like, let me tell you, when you buy a supplement and you're thinking you're getting a mushroom, but you're not, and instead they're selling you grain starch. It's like, what the hell, but that's what's going on, and and there's a reason for that. Why are they producing this? There's a reason for it. Growing mushrooms is expensive. Mm. Uh, well, you say, well, there's lots of mushrooms out in the marketplace, you know they're selling it and all. Yeah, that's a fresh mushroom. Mushrooms are 90% water. Supplements are dried powders. So if you take that pound of mushrooms that you're getting, let's say somebody's, the grower's getting five bucks. He dries that out. He's got to get $50 now for that same pound of mushrooms. The economics do not work in North America. Um, Have you ever seen these little packages of dried mushrooms in the supermarkets at times? And you look at them and you go, okay, oh, hey, there's 15 grams. They want $30 or not $33 for 15 grams. And you're just like, what the hell? Who buys those things anyway? It's like, it's insane. So, So the point is, is that because you can't grow mushrooms in... North America and sell them into the supplement world. They grow this mycelium on the grain. They grind it to a powder, grain it all, sell it as a mushroom, which it's Mm. not. um, And the market is full of those products. So if you see one of those products, that says um, made in the USA or made in Canada. Man, beware. And one of the ways that you can test that is... All you have to do, get a quarter cup of water, empty out about five capsules, mix it up really good in the water, get a little bottle of iodine. There's what's called the iodine starch test. If it is mostly starch, mushrooms don't have any starch, that liquid, when you put 10 drops of iodine in, will turn black. Hmm. Man, it is the coolest test. You've ever done if you have any if you have any kids, (laughs) get that iodine and have them do that test. It's awesome. It's really cool because all of a sudden it's just like, damn, what the hell happened? If it's a real mushroom product, you'll just see the color of the iodine there. Now it's it's difficult if the if the mushroom uh, powder that real mushroom powder you put in there is dark, then the liquid will be dark to start with. But these myceliated grain. Products normally are all very light colored for the most part. So that's something you have to be really aware of. The other thing to look for is on a real mushroom product, it would often say on it X amount of beta glucans. So the products that we put out retail, we're always saying on there the amount of beta glucans that we have in the product. And the beta glucans are what you want. These particular products have almost no beta glucans in them. And they're not mushroom. Uh, do, you have, do you ever eat uh, um, tempeh? Rarely, but I have. You know what tempeh is? You know how it's made? No. Tempeh is, is actually cooked soybeans with fungal mycelium grown on it. Hmm. So when you're eating tempeh, you're actually eating mycelium. It's kind of a cool product. <laughs> but hmm. this is what these companies are making they're making tempeh and then they're drying it grinding it to a powder and calling it mushroom
0: yeah that's you know that's really important insight because i feel like many of the supplements in the supplement industry aren't exactly as advertised when people as a consumer, you want it to be as inexpensive as possible. And as a producer, you want it to produce it as cheap as you can. So then you can make a profit. And so it's very important to find the actual supplement or ingredient that you're looking for. And so you just kind of clarified, you know, a lot of people are taking these mushroom supplements and they're not actually mushroom supplements. So they're not going to be experiencing the benefits that they believe that they've been experiencing. So that's kind of a bummer, (laughs) but it's good to know now. So then you can now find that track to get the correct supplement and, and get the result that you're hoping to have.
1: Well, yeah. And at the end of the show, once we're off. Uh, you're going to tell me about the product that you've got, and I'll be able to tell you whether you actually have real mushrooms in there or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, well Doctor Nick about, so I hope so. He's uh, pretty legit, <laughs> so we'll see. I'll put him to the test. Um, you yeah. know, I'd love to hear your uh, your two cents on the psychedelics because I know you said you're you're on the '60s, and I feel like there is a mixed opinion around psychedelics where they're now becoming more popular. And there's psychedelic assisted therapy, and I know a lot of people have had very transformational experiences on psychedelic mushrooms. I know people have had very horrifying experiences on psychedelic mushrooms, and uh, I would just be your—I'd be curious your two cents on that in general. If you recommend them, uh, what doses? Where to get the good good? Where to get the good stuff? What music to listen to? <laughs> Whatever you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, you you know the thing about. Um... Let's just call them magic mushrooms. Is, is that like any of the, the psychedelic, whether it's uh, ayahuasca or LSD or something like that? You have to be prepared and you have to understand that it could be a life changing experience in both ways. You know, it might be real positive, you know, and you're, you're feeling great and all that, or, or you might have uh, what we, we used to call a bad trip. Um, but, but the thing about it is, is, is the important things are, um, what are called set and setting. You don't, you don't go ahead and take these when you're like in a, in a state where you're going, oh man, things are going so bad for me these days. And I just feel like, you know, that I'm just not feeling well about it all. Don't trip if that's where you're feeling. <laughs> and when you do it, the best thing to do is the setting, which is where are you taking it? Maybe you want to go out into the woods, some place you know that's just this beautiful place. If you do it during the day and you're out in nature and, and nature will come to you and you will have the experience that you've never had before where you are absolutely connected to it. And that, that's, that's one of the most positive experiences is understanding that we're all connected. And that's, that's, I think, an insight that everybody should have uh, when they're ready for it. Because we are. We're all connected. And getting connected to the natural world, look, Matt, today, people are getting so disconnected. I mean, to the point where companies are out there selling you on, oh, don't you want to come into my metaverse and just put these goggles on, <laughs> and you can do this, that. And I'm just like, Jesus, who the hell wants to do that anyway? It's like, isn't it? Don't we have enough beautiful things in the natural world? Um, So so set and setting when you're even thinking about this. And, you know, in the setting too, it could be uh, traditionally they will be uh, consuming these things at night. So, you're in a comfortable space, may you know it's warm. If if you got your certain music that you enjoy, you could have that on. Kick back, close your eyes, just let it take you. Just let it take you. Don't resist. The the worst thing you can do is resist. And because it's going to be, if you take a high enough dose, it'll feel very odd and powerful. But let me tell you, if, if you, um, allow it to uh, come on and do its thing it is ultimately an ecstatic experience in other words it's something like you have never experienced in terms of the feeling you get every cell in your body is just lit up totally and it's just ecstasy it is just something incredible so i i highly recommend it to people but under the right circumstances, do not do it under the wrong circumstances. And And look, it's it's these days it's been very helpful for, for people with uh, addiction. They've been able to cure addiction with it, um, people with uh, mental health issues. So it's being used in those types of settings, but what we're really talking about is people who are reasonably well adjusted. And they're going to take these things and just enjoy the experience and feel that connection and the beauty that it brings. I mean, absolutely amazing. And and let me tell you, when, when we were experimenting a lot with this back in the 60s, I mean, it was an absolute game changer. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely. the guinea pigs
0: for the generations to come. <laughs> yeah well you
1: know and and the real how much of this was, do you
0: take i don't know doug what did you do last week <laughs> it's <was> too much
1: <laughs> well well and that's very true because it wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> like we were you know when you're taking a, a pill for example you're like oh somebody says oh yeah try this it's, it's wonderful you don't know the actual amount that's in there you're you're taking it on the recommendation of somebody you know who says oh yeah this is good and, and generally speaking it's all good but you have to be in the right place to take it. I mean, the last thing you want to do is to take it and then go for a walk downtown Vancouver or something, unless you're really a strong, <laughs> strong mental where you can go through and go, "Oh my God, look at this. This is insane. um uh, but so, so, so there is the right time and place to do it. And if you you do that correctly, it will it can be a life changing experience and something that's uh, uh, very important. I mean I mean, a lot of people now they'll do it religiously. There's a number of religions out there where they, you know, once a month they'll come together and and have a ceremony and do it in a ceremonial way. And look, I I don't as far as I'm concerned, if people want to take it in a recreational way, that's fine too. Just just be prepared and and, and um have um a lot of um i guess i would say um have respect for what it is and what you're doing and and don't abuse it um because because you can have an experience where man the the key thing is and where you'll have a no
0: Hopefully you'll come back here. <laughs> so, I mean, oh wait, hold on, that, Jeff. That's hold on, Jeff. You just you literally cut out where you said the key thing here is, and then it just stopped. I'm like, sorry. I, oh I'm dear. Not, I'm not te- we need to I'm know. Not gonna to know. I say, yeah. I'm not going to tell you now. I say I'm not going to
1: tell you. That's oh, the secret God. to the universe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It was just it just blipped out. It was too powerful for me. Oh, you that is funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh, the only thing to fear is fear itself. So if you Mm-hmm. become paranoid or you you become fearful man that's just going right straight to hell really seriously you, you'll, you'll just all of a sudden instead of it being this amazing experience it's just the absolute opposite and and that's where in a sense uh, somebody's even written a book about it. his name was Aldous Huxley back in the 50s and the book was called heaven and hell and and essentially that, that's very true but if you're going to hell, you're most you're probably better off having somebody there that can help you <laughs> but, uh, because you can get very paranoid. But the thing to always remember is that it's temporary. This will wear off. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms, maybe five, six hours. You're out of it. It's good. So if you ever have a bad experience, just hang on. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. You, you know, <laughs> Hang a lot on of people for think five or
0: six hours. You'll be, out, oh goodness!
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's it's. Look, you get into one of those spaces, and and it can be difficult. But you just have to, you know. Don't ever think it's you're you're done. You know, it's like, oh my god, I'm going to be this way forever. No, no, no. You'll come out of it, and and a lot of times you're better off for it. And you'll go, oh man, I I really faced some demons there. And now I'm a better person, but that's really better off if you're with an actual practitioner who can help you work through some of those issues. But otherwise, if you have a good state of mind and you have the right place, it can be one of the most beautiful experiences you'll ever have.
0: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that summary and agree with everything you shared. I remember doing uh, mushrooms with a good friend of mine and uh, we were going outside and we we're on his deck and we, it's funny how, when you're on the mushrooms, like, you know, even going from inside to outside, it's two different universes Or going from one room to another. It's literally two different universes. And, you know, we go outside and we're there for a minute and I'm just kind of laughing and we're giggling and it's one of those amazing times. And I was like, you couldn't fit like an ounce, the smallest addition of any more awesome into this. Like it's impossible for it to be better. It's the absolute maximum amount of, of euphoria and perfectness that you're going to be experiencing at this moment, which is phenomenal. And I love that. And I had a friend of mine who went through the negative experience and this is when he was in university And what happened to him is like what you just shared was it ended up being a positive experience. What happened was he was walking home and he said, actually, he said, it all started when I sort of walked through the graveyard or something (laughs) and then started tripping out. (laughs) And then he's like, the mushrooms basically told me what a piece of shit I am. (laughs) And he basically was kind of being, you know, a young man and being a little bit of a, you know, piece of crap in different ways. And and he was failing school and told him to smarten up and it actually changed his direct from failing school into passing school becoming married and a father and didn't fix everything in his life however if he had failed and flunked out he wouldn't have that he might not have that same job that could provide for his family and, and provide stability and all those different things um yeah so you know with that with that said oh sorry do you want to add go ahead add no uh,
1: you know i was gonna say yeah it, it can be either but in general look Back then, the, the bad trip was always very rare.
0: Most yep. people
1: had a positive experience. And, and again, it just, it just it depends, too, on the amount you take. So, And today, the beautiful thing is you don't have to take a pill. You can actually buy mushrooms. There's, I mean, there's mushrooms out there that are, there's tons of them being grown every year. And, and today is, you know, back then, you have to remember, It was prohibition. Prohibition. I mean, I mean, even even cannabis was prohibited. People go people went to jail. I I have friends that spent a few years in jail over cannabis or mushrooms. Today, and certainly in Canada, nobody goes to jail for that. So so really that was the other side of it, is we always had to be looking over our shoulder in a way because you could be arrested and put in jail. So so it was quite a different time than today. Today it's just like you're so free to do this without that stigma. And it's wonderful. It's just like the fact I never thought I would see cannabis legalized in can in anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and, and Canada is legal now. I'm like, holy shit. And I don't even smoke anymore. So it's, it's like <laughs> a little while too late. <laughs> yeah. I know, know start smoking again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. So so it's just weird, you know, it's just a, a strange Thing, but but I, I'm, I'm so happy for it. I really am. And I'm happy for the sense that mushrooms are now um, at a point where they're accepted in a number of different ways. And and people can use them and not have this stigma attached or not be worried about, you know, the long arm of the law grabbing them or anything like that. No, it's not that way anymore. So that's that's wonderful. I'm so happy about that.
0: Yeah. And one point I wanted to bring up was the idea that when you take mushrooms, what I believe may happen is it breaks your mental model of the world. We have all this neural map of all our memories and everything that's ever happened. And whatever the experience brings, it has the power to disrupt that. Like Everything you think you know, you go into a direct experience that challenges everything and you know says hey you don't really know very much <laughs> you know because you're in this direct experience that transcends all of this world essentially. it's just very, very, very powerful. So when you come back to this mental model of the world, what you believe a car is and a, and a and how the world works and how it's all separated, like you said, it's this oneness experience is very integrated. And so now this mental model of the world, it needs to be updated and it doesn't go back quite the same way. It can't go back quite the same way. And one, criticism is that a lot of people may see that and they don't know how to integrate the information it, s- it seems like you know what you know i'm a business guy and i and I make lots of money and you know i don't really give a shit about people right and, and it might be varying degrees of that you might not even be unconscious unco- of like how your work you don't really care so much about people as long as you meet your bottom line you have this mushroom experience and it might give you the trip that says hey like you are all connected. You could do the same thing in your business and care more about the effect of everyone else that, that's happening. So how do you integrate that? Or maybe it's the relationships. Okay, your business is okay, but you are terrible in your relationships. You treat your wife poorly. You don't have a great relationship with your son or daughter. These are areas, and they might hurt and they might not feel good. And that's where the integration or the therapy or the friendship or the mentorship is very helpful because... When you're in that state, the solution and the issue can become crystal clear and you just know it. And as this is the thing tomorrow I go, and I do boom, 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 it's all done. Then once it wears off, you're back to being human and then you get distracted and then you get hungry and then you do all these different things. And then how do you go and go do these things that will create the solution that you're looking for. And so mushrooms can be incredibly powerful and other psychedelics as well to show you issues in your life and new opportunities to create solutions. And then the real challenge then is to go ahead and take action on it and it's also good though because when you're in that state it's so enlightened it's so powerful it's so energetic that you know that possibility is there it's the possibility of healing a relationship the possibility of you know moving into a career that's more fulfilling the, poss- the possibility of letting go of that trauma you know and 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 changing the trajectory of your life it it disturbs that set in stone scenario that many people have that shake up that people need and that's why I do feel like psychedelics can be very powerful used in a respectful way to very to jar people's uh reality perception of reality and it's oh, usually the people that are very rigid you know if you're already open minded and let's say spiritually uh, aligned with asking good questions, you know, being open to feedback, being open. You're not, you're not closed minded. You're seeking the truth. You're having your point of view questioned and then you're seeking the truth. So if they give you something better, then you hear it. And if it's total nonsense, you hear that too, because you, you're you open to it and, and you're giving a response that has more information. It has more validity. It has more understanding while you're still opening. And if they, you know, are, or while you're still questioning. Um, so, that's a bit of a rant. Oh, no,
1: uh, no, no, look, no, I I totally agree. That was really well well stated, Matt. And and the fact is is that look, the programming that we go through from the very beginning of our life is very very deep and ingrained in who we are and how we act. Breaking through that programming, becoming open to this whole new let's just call it a whole new universe or a whole new dimension which which we haven't been allowed to experience or see we've never been taught about that look when we were doing this in the in the 60s there were no guides there were no road maps or anything like that today people have a lot more opportunity to listen to what other people have to say to even go and have a guided experience so so and the other part of that is being open To new information. As as we get older, these uh, grooves that we've been in just tend to solidify and pretty soon we've got walls up and we're just running in one lane. We have to stay open and and these can help us open up and accept and realize our full potential because our full, full potential is not even being tapped to any real degree at all, and this is one of the methods that is very, very useful to understand that, because until you actually experience it, and, you know, what you said is so true, this experience, it is the most real thing you will ever be involved in, it is totally real, and you know that when you're there with every part of your body, because you're, you're not you know, your mind's not going this, that, or the other. You're just there. You are in the moment when you're when you're high on mushrooms or whatever it is. And and the key thing is is not to have that little voice that's always in our head that's you know always going and talking to us about this and that. And no, you just want to be experiencing this 100 and just being absolutely in the moment.
0: Yeah. And you shared something I think is important. It opens up to new potential, almost infinite potential where you are rigid in this track. And then all of a sudden you see 100 new opportunities that you've never seen before. And you're experiencing them directly in a, in a feeling and a knowing in a very powerful yeah. way. And, you know, you could say, I'm curious if you know any of the science around this, but uh, it's very fascinating because we you know you can say oh you're you're tripping out right and you say oh well that's just the drug but the thing is when you're in the experience why does it feel like this why is there like a deeper knowing what is the experience still has value regardless of what's going on in the mental world and but i bet you there's some things going on in the brain and the body that create this feeling but you, people who do it and they do it with respect and they do it with reverence and they do it with um you know uh, a desire to grow in some sort of manner, not to go to a party and then trip out. And, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to use this thing as a powerful tool and respect it. And and these maybe are some of the solutions that I'm looking for. So you combine prayer and intention and some of these other you know spiritual practices with the the mushrooms then you can get very powerful results and i do know of one study they did in a university people can look this up somewhere with hopefully the information i'll provide for them but it would they they had everyone do lsd and they had to be i think it was fourth year students and they had to be working on a problem for a year And I think it was like 70 or 80% of the students ended up coming up with a solution to the issue. Um, I can see your light went out, but we can still see you. So don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know why the light just changed all of a sudden. But, But, you know, it is a experience that I think everybody should have at some point. There was a beautiful book. Let me just recommend this to your listeners. It's called Island. The author of the book is Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley, if you don't know Aldous Huxley, get familiar with him. He wrote a book called Island. He also wrote that book, Heaven and Hell, which is about his experience with Mescaline. Um, But Island, one of the things they did in Island was when uh, the young people in this society turned 18, they had this mushroom experience together together. So they were introduced into this it was like a rite of passage it was an initiation can you imagine if we had that in our own culture Oh you broke up for Peter's a second yeah for a yeah did yeah can you imagine
0: we had that uh, mushroom initiation in our own culture
1: Well well yeah yeah i, I mean that would be so amazing and hopefully we are working towards that because that's what we lack that's that spiritual dimension that is not there everybody's too hung up on making money and look we all have to make a living but you know consuming and getting that car and all the rest that's not the real world that's not where we want to be that's a distraction We really want to be in tune. And and if we're in tune, especially if we're in tune with the natural world, we wouldn't be destroying it the way we are. We wouldn't be consuming it the way we are. Other things would be much more important in keeping it intact. It's just like like where I live in Tofino. I live on a property that's still an old-growth forest. I have massive trees on my property. But BC now has less than 10% of the original old-growth forests. Do we really want to cut them down? Do we really want to turn them into a timber uh, for houses or something? I mean, it's it's just these are something that we should be respectful of and wanting to care for so that generations can walk through those forests because it's just magnificent. And that's having some respect for the natural world and being a part of it rather than just looking at it as, Oh, gee, that, that force looks great. I wonder how much money is there for me to, if I cut it down.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. There is certainly a spiritual element that comes with uh, the psychedelic mushroom experience that is very powerful and is very profound. It, 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 it helps you to realign your priorities to a more spiritual lens of understanding your impact of what you do with everything else. When our culture of materialism really directs us towards the bottom line of materialism of getting as much as we can, regardless of the outcome. And it's interesting you brought up Aldous Huxley a few times because he wrote A Brave New World, which just kind of goes into as well of the this, it's, it's not the people it's the systems and then participating in those systems so you do have people that really are looking for bottom line profit a friend of mine who loves marijuana he told me about hemp and the power of hemp and i've been learning about that for a long time and this is that these characters do exist apparently and I'd, I'd have to check this out so if you're listening check it out for yourself but he told me I guess I just trust him because he really loves weed. <laughs> but he also, I don't, I don't know how uh, accurate this is, but he told me you know, back in the day that uh, Rockefellers had the wood um, industry locked down and they were creating paper. And when hemp came in, you could create pa- paper for cheaper and really grow a lot of hemp. And he was the one who started the propaganda campaign around hemp and everything around it so that it wouldn't mess up his business. And so that bottom line of saying, hey, you know what? we live in a world of abundance right we li- we can we can learn how to interact with this world in a way of abundance but when this power begins to get amalgamated now we have an issue because it's not the everyday person that is like causing the big issues i think it's the the ignorance of the systems and then sometimes participating in it maybe it's your job you say oh you know what i'm doing this but i got to make a living you know i'm doing this thing that goes against my soul cuz i got to make a living you could Figure out a way to do work that also benefits other people. And mushrooms, if you were on that side where you were more in the materialism, selfish, egoic, would probably present you the idea of participating in the world in a new way. It might do it in a kind way, and it might do it in an unkind way, basically be like my buddy, hey, you're being kind of a piece of crap. Do you realize what you're doing is affecting all of these people negatively? right? And you are rationalizing it in your mind. You have this block um, in hypnosis, they call it the critical factor. You can't see past this critical factor because it won't let you because your ego is protecting itself because this is how you understand the world. And if you visit this idea, if you visit this perspective, it is going to explode your whole map of how you exist in this reality, which is very tough for people to swallow. You know, oh, absolutely. it doesn't really
1: work in words. <laughs> most people do not want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Especially, yeah. you know, I mean, most people are in, a, are in a comfort zone, right? And so that's where they'd like to stay. And and, and look, you know, it's, it's really interesting that that you uh, knew of Brave New World because maybe a lot of people, that's only where they know all of us talking. Brave New World was his dystopian world, kind of like 1984. If anybody hasn't read that, read both of those books. But for Aldous Huxley, Island was his world that was what he thought this is what the world should be like. So it's really an important book, and I highly recommend it to people. It's it's just a wonderful vision of what it could be like.
0: You know, it's like the experience of in uh a brave new world is is the bad trip and i've never read the island but i'm and that's the one that became popularized right in 1984 it's the bad scenario the fear right and we don't want to go there and then but then also with the psychedelic experience or the spiritual experience or the deep reflective experience on what is possible here? And I, when I was young, I never understood our world. It never made any sense. How can we be doing all these complex, advanced things and we don't have peace? How can we have all of this abundance and then people are starving? And then you have all this agenda to say we don't live in a world of abundance. But if you look at nature, we do. And then the systems are designed to really shift that. And and then then it gets skewed into really persuading the public and not critically thinking. So they they now can't find the truth. And they think they're being virtuous and kind and good, but they don't get the full story, just like you, you did in the simple example of I'm going to go get a mushroom supplement. These are mushrooms. Well, if you are an expert, which you're not because you're just an average Joe, you're not actually getting any of the benefits you think you're getting. You're getting a bunch of crap. So the result you wanted to heal your gut or whatever isn't going to work. And then you're going to go tell people it doesn't work um, because you never got the opportunity because you didn't get the full understanding. And so that's, that's right. kind of the world we're, we're we're into here.
1: Yeah, well, and and look, I, I think what you're, you're just saying was was very important because um, a lot of people get locked into, let's just call it mainstream media. And that's what I love about people like you that are podcasting and bringing information to people that they're not going to get if they're just out there reading a newspaper or something like that, right? Today, we have this opportunity to listen to other voices like yours, and that is really a game changer. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, Joe Rogan, right? And listening to Rogan and the people he has on, and then listening to people from the other side going, oh, Joe Rogan, he's this, he's that. And you're just like, man, are you are you the people that are just listening to the six o'clock news and reading the newspaper? Is that who you are? I mean I look at that, and I just think, man, that's so last century. Get get stop it. Stop <laughs> listening to that stuff because it's destructive is what it is. There's so much in this world. And that's what, again, I love about what you're doing and what other people who are podcasting are doing. It is absolutely so important and helping people open their minds to new possibility and just being open to the world.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And that was the intention when I started this. It's because I couldn't find enough quality content Uh, I couldn't find enough meaningful conversations. There was not enough people in my life that wanted to talk about these ideas, that wanted to explore these ideas. And many people who listen to this show, many people who reach out to me for coaching and want some support, they don't have a community. There's one or two people that they can speak to about this. And that's the biggest thing because they can see the world in a different way. And and most of the people, they're unable to. They're unable to see the world in a new way. And so for each and every person who is able to take that accountability to reflect on who they are, to figure out what's most important to them and to create and design a life of meaning and have this constant reflection and dialogue and search for growth. They're going to be the examples for everybody in their field. And just understand it's not the common path. It's not most people doing this because it's not an easy path. You know, the self-growth, spiritual growth is not Fun and roses, really. It's more rewarding. It's more fulfilling. It's more authentic. It's more beautiful at the end of the day. And it comes with a lot of challenges, too. If you want the easy job, right, you get the easiest job you can with the most amount of money that has the least amount of risk. And it's not very exciting. Also, you're not really testing yourself and what you're made of. You're not really engaging with that spiritual side, that infinite side of which we are all a part of. And a meditative experience can show you that a psychedelic experience can show you that and you know if you use the psychedelic as a tool to experience it you don't use it every single day to stay there it is it is a, a remembrance if you couldn't find it it is a spark it is a source to say you know what now stop eating like crap start hitting the gym and start adding some healthy habits and start creating a spiritual practice oh sweet Thank you for that. That's great. Now that's going to be the challenge, right? You know, to do where, you know, the mushroom We're like, hey, you're, you're really overweight. Everything is, your diet is terrible. It shows you everything perfectly, but then you come out of it and it was so clear. And you're like, oh man, I feel lethargic because I, you know, my body's not in shape. I'm overweight. I eat like crap, but now you saw the path and then you could work towards it and become and shape a new reality for yourself.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's where you were talking about earlier too, about the fact of community, and you're coming out of it, and you need to ultimately build a supportive community that can help you stay there, rather than slowly going back to your old life and sort of yeah. forgetting about this. And, and that's too where if you if you get a uh, um, work it into your uh, regimen, where okay, maybe you you do this uh, once a month, or maybe every three months, or a couple times a year, but but always to be able to go back and enter that realm, just so you don't forget it, just so you're reminded, because you have to build that groove into who you are to keep you on that path. Otherwise, it's so easy to slide back, because let's face it, (laughs) the world today, most people are on and in that um, world and that experience. And that's unfortunately not where we wanna be, we, we really need change. And so if you wanna change, having others that are are with you on that is super important. And that's the community that you live in and, and or the, the greater community that maybe you're in touch with. Absolutely,
0: it makes it so much better to have people around you. And when I run coaching groups and things like that, a lot of the time, the biggest benefit is that people are like, there's no one I can talk to this about, right? Just knowing that there's other people out there that are like this and they, and they realize when they hear people's stories that they're dealing with the same thing. And so that's just incredibly helpful. And you don't have to do it on your own. You never have to do it on your own and whatever you choose to do for support, just that's an important element, right? Like that's why all the best athletes in the world have coaches. They're pro athletes and somehow they get more coaches, Right, yeah. because they want to check their uh, boundaries, they want to keep learning, they want to have feedback for what they're doing, and it's an important part of the process. Um, you know, this has been amazing. I chat to you all day. This has been very fun. <laughs> um, is there anything that you wish that I had asked, or that you want to talk about before I close the show?
1: No, no, not really. All, all I could, all I would like to say it to people is: look, uh, put mushrooms into your diet. Make mushrooms part of your health regime. Put them into your diet first. Maybe supplement if you need to. And if you get a chance, definitely look at psychoactive or let's just call them magic mushrooms. There's a tremendous potential if you're ready. Give them a try.
0: Well, I guess I'll ask one final question on that. If someone is going to endeavor in that, what would you recommend for like a light dose, a medium dose,
1: or a heavy dose? Well, look, what's a heavy dose is considered five dried grams. Um, and I would say if you, if you want to really get into that realm, you'd want to be a minimum of two grams. A lot of people out there a lot of talk about micro dosing, I, I don't know. I, the, the, really the jury's out. A lot of people do it just because they think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this and they want to be part of the, you know, jump on the train of everybody else or something. So, um, but uh, minimum two grams, probably five grams, you know, two to five grams, depending on, You know, whether you're a small person or a larger person, uh, the amount you'd you'd need. But that's what you do. And be sure, you do it in the right setting and uh, a mind that's that's open to it and you're ready. And there's nothing on your mind at the time that's kind of, you know, uh, you're involved with and, and focusing on
0: is the heroic dose is that 10 is that what Terrence McKenna said oh i it's think like that, I, that, I think the,
1: I think, the I, heroic I think dose has always been considered to be 5 grams is it oh 10. okay so imagine
0: yeah. you shoot for 10 that's yeah cuz there's there's the mushroom realm there's you know there's if you take them there's a point where you're like okay like you're in it like you're you're in now so. <laughs> well, yeah well i i, I think the, no the, going the back. whole
1: the whole idea of heroic dose was brought to us by Terrence McKenna you might yep. be familiar with terence and his writings and he considered five grams to be a heroic dose and i think most people who've taken that amount would agree that that's that's a pretty significant amount
0: yeah and he's a very fascinating person for people to check out in his perspective on all these things he was very oh, uh, man. spiritually minded also quite the psycho not very explorative and you know yeah my you know for people who listen to my show my my uh, my opinion on the psychedelics is just use responsibly, you know. Like is that any worse than drinking? Is it any worse than we all have habits and things that we're trying to either let go of or we're trying to improve, right? And so just having deep reverence because these things aren't to be messed with. And if you go at them as a tool, then it can improve your life. And I've seen it improve a lot of people's lives, and I've seen it do nothing, and I've seen it make people's lives worse because of who they were in their character and their inability to listen to the signs from themselves from other people and the results they were getting it's always within the self.
1: Right, yeah. So, a- again, um that's what I would tell people to do in terms of mushrooms and and I I wish them the best in that and there's there's plenty of of um community out there and much more information and help than there ever was. So There's really a lot of opportunity for people to, to try it all out.
0: Yeah. We've gone a long way from you with your bag of mushrooms running from the fuzz. <laughs> and now yeah. you grow them. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is the screenshot of the, these mushrooms and then the magic mushrooms are on the other slide. And I'll see you in 10 days. That's Business right. is unautomated. <laughs> well, this is been a treat. I appreciate you. Um, If people want to stay in touch with you, uh, you, you know, I would have loved to get into growing mushrooms because I feel like farming and growing food is very, Important. I'd love for people to reference your book. It's your book is everything you need to know about growing mushrooms. And if they want yep. to follow your work, yep. where do they go?
1: Well, um, my company's namex N A-M-M-E-X.com. Uh, we got a lot of information there about uh functional mushrooms, what they do, and what to look for. A lot of great slideshows too on how we grow our mushrooms. And um the retail side of it is called Real Mushrooms, RealMushrooms.com. So if you actually want to try the products, you can go to realmushrooms.com. and the book is still available out there. It's gotten more expensive over the years, which is interesting, but it's called the mushroom cultivator. You can find it on Amazon or other places that sell it. And and it gives you all you need to know about growing mushrooms. Amazing.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you. And uh, thanks everybody for watching.
1: Hey, it's been my pleasure, Matt. Thanks so much. Awesome. All right, guys. See you later. Peace.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Jeff Chilton. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you learned a ton about mushrooms, that this show was valuable. And if you enjoyed it, please share it far and wide. Leave us a review. Consider becoming a patron at MattBelair.com by joining the membership. You can do so for free or by any uh, contribution membership amount you want. When you become a member, you're going to get access to the Soul Compass course, which is a quick Powerful, clear and concise guide for knowing your life purpose, living your life purpose and following your life purpose. So you can live a life of meaning and fulfillment. And I've had many people go through that course. And what they do is they check on it every three months, every six months or every year to see how far they've come. And they're usually amazed at what that alignment can do. It's such a very powerful, clear, concise and supportive process for knowing that we're moving in a direction that is aligned with us, that's inspired with us. So uh, you're going to get that for free. If you want to work with me one-on-one and go a step deeper, or you want to work with me on consulting, coaching, peak performance, living your life purpose, or anything in in a similar fashion, reach out MattBelair.com forward slash coaching. I'd love to work with you to hear from you and see how I can support your dreams, your mission and your life purpose. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close the show, wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, faith, courage, power, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.